Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Happy Friday. Very excited to have Chris Benavides of the Commission. FFP back on the station today episode 289 coming at you Chris we missed you last weekend but uh we're back with you this week we're super excited to have you back on the program how you feeling brother yes sir doing well man I'm very excited to be back on yeah I was a little busy with uh with real life work just trying to balance all the priorities that uh, life throws at you but yeah no dude very happy to be back on excellent and you know I had mentioned last week when you weren't on that uh, obviously you're east coast I'm west coast we at minimum have a three hour time difference, but if we're not able to catch each other late night or something like that, we basically, one of us has to take a lunch break or <laughs> go in the middle of the day, man. It's just, it's the times we're in for sure. And I know that that is the case today. So looks like you will be with us for just the veteran side of today. And then I will carry on solo for the rookie side. I just want to give the listeners a heads up real quick. Um, Everyone knows who you are at this point with the TCK pie, but real quickly, man, please let everybody know where they can find your content. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely, um, definitely appreciate all the support, you know, that the TCK team has given the commish crew. Uh, For those of you who are, let's say new to listening to my voice, uh, we host or I host, I'm a co-host of the commish fantasy football podcast. You can find us on all the notable platforms, Google, uh, Spotify, and of course, Apple Podcasts. Uh, and of course, go check out our website, www.thecommissbrand.com. We do distribute a newsletter, comes out every Tuesday. It gives you all the updates of the fantasy football week before and gives you our starts, sits, injury updates uh, for the week coming up. So definitely go copy yourself a playbook and subscribe. It is our weekly newsletter. It's totally free, all free content. Um, and we also obviously have... Uh, Twitter and of course uh, Instagram. So go follow us there as well at uh, at the Commission FFP. I always make sure I was trying to make sure I get that right. So it's at the Commission FFP. And if you are a TikToker, if you are in that demographic of TikToks, Alex runs our TikTok. He always wants me to make sure I mention this. Go check out our TikTok also at the Commission FFP. Bro, my daughter's a junior in high school, and literally <laughs> when she when she's yeah. not doing work, homework, she's on TikTok. I'm not exaggerating, probably like 18 hours a day. So Bro, it's, yeah, uh, <laughs> I've heard it's the most addicting application. I, you know, it's funny. I do have it, but I'm, I'm like, I go on it and I catch myself like staying in there for like 10 minutes. And I, and before I know it, I'm like, I have to, I have to get out of this because I'm going to, you know, go down rabbit holes and shit. So. Oh, bro. Leave, ten, ten, yeah. yeah. 10 minutes. I mean, I feel like that's like a, it's like a minimal dose. You know what I mean? Like it's. Oh, exactly. Yeah. A, yeah after yeah. that, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's game over. So right on, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, TCK Potters, most of you have already, but if you have not go follow our boys at the commission crew and uh, make sure to sign up for their newsletter as well. The playbook, which is free, free information. These guys do a lot of work. You can hear it on their podcasts as they break it down for the week, but 
Uh, every Tuesday you get that playbook and it's very, very helpful. I sign up for it and I learn a lot every single week. All right, Chris, I know you got to get going today. We're kind of short on time with your schedule. So let's jump right into it. We're going to flip it up. We've been doing the rookies first in the TCK pod listener league. We're actually going to flip uh, because you personally are in the veteran league. And then once you sign off, I will continue on with the rookie league on the other side. So if you're in the rookie division and you don't want to hear the veteran division, I respect that uh, fast forward today. And likewise, if you're in the veteran division and maybe you fast forward every other week uh, because the rookies are first, we're coming at you right now. All right, Chris, let's dive into this, man. Let's go through last week's uh, scores and the current standings for the veteran division here for the TCK Pod Listener League. So I was able to get another W. I'm, I'm clawing back, started 0-3, but I'm clawing back. I'm 2-3 and three now. Uh, I was able to get past our boy Paul. Um, 143 to 111. So that was a good victory there. Hawk Dolliday gets another W uh, over the Kamish crew. So you guys, unfortunately, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, you got the no, w. no, yeah, we, yeah, we got the W. <laughs> I, I was I was reading that wrong. I'm sorry, I saw the I saw the underneath uh, projection. Um, for some reason, I took that. So yeah. you all have done very well. We talked uh, uh, three weeks ago. You and I said that both of us are 0 2. I've gone two and one since then. You've gone three and zero oh since then. The commission crew certainly turned it around one eighteen to one twelve. Nosa for you gets a W over Brady for Prez one twenty to one twelve. Pelkey squeaks one out against Curly one twenty seven to one twenty five. Hayden Zeke suffers his first loss this year to Lucas one twenty nine to ninety six. Both of them four and one, so we might be seeing them in the postseason as well. And then Drew Reb. And D. Stancato come up with the closest match, 119.98 to 119.16. Oof, very close there. The current the standings in the Veteran League, Hayden Zeke and Lucas up at the top, four and one. Hawk Dolliday, Paul, the Kamish crew, all three and two. And then Pelkey, myself, Brady for Prez, Nosa for you, Andrew Reb, and D. Stancato, all two and three. And then Curly, one and four at the bottom there. So a lot's going to change this week. And in the next couple of weeks here, let's get right into week six, man. We'll break down my game first and we'll keep yours to the end. Now, this is awesome. I'm, <laughs> I love this here. This is uh this is good uh, gamesmanship, if you will. So nice strategy. So Curly and I are, 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 you know, childhood BFFs. Uh, he helped start the, uh, the podcast a couple of years ago. Now, he has gone with the uh, strategy this week of benching his whole team until Sunday to not show me who he's going to start, which I just absolutely love. The only player he has in right now is Jonu Smith because he knows I love him so much. So I'm projected at 130, and he's projected at 11 points so far. Let's go over my team really quick, and then I got a question for you, Chris. I'm rolling out uh, Ryan Tannehill, Raheem Mostert, Joe Mixon. Calvin Ridley, Devonte Adams, assuming he plays, he should be good to go. Dalton Schultz, I'm going to stick with for at least one week on Monday night. Going with Tyler Boyd, Kareem Hunt, and uh, my boy Herbert is on the bench this week for the bye week, so I'm feeling pretty good. How do you feel about my squad really quick? And then I got a question for you for Curly. Yeah, dude, I like your squad a lot. Um, Raheem Mostert came back, looked very good. Uh, that backfield obviously looking a little bit like the Patriots in a way, but Mostert's a stud, so I like, I like that backfield. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, you look solid. You're getting Devontae Adams back. That's great. Uh, I agree with sticking with Schultz for, for another week. Let's see what happens there. Uh, eh, Boyd has a bit of a tough matchup in Indy, but 
Um, it looks like that game's going to be played. So for those of you who are listening and following some news, it looks like those are false positive tests in COVID. So I think the game in Indy will be played. Um, and then, yeah, Cream Hunt's Cream Hunt. So hopefully he, he does start um, with, uh, you know, you have, you have Herbert on the bye there. So looks good. I'll cover that really quickly the, just to clear it up if people haven't heard yet. And thank you for catching that. The Colts started getting reports about some, uh, some positive tests through COVID earlier on they had closed the facility they retested everybody and it turns out that those are false positives so they're trying to get back in the swing of things they should be good to play against Cincinnati on Sunday the Falcons earlier this week had closed their facility as well they look to be ready to roll also this week and uh, man I know you guys talked about it quite a bit on your last podcast you and Josh uh, but it is just you got to be on your toes this year man Um, (laughs) they are finding out things quickly and changing things quickly all right my question for you Chris uh Curly has Jonu Smith in against my team over under 131 points for Jonu Smith this week. <laughs> I'll take the clear over for Jonu Smith. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no. So I, I, you know, he's playing Houston. He looks great. He looks great. He's the, he's the lone soldier on the team right now. So <laughs> I gotta... love firing him out there. He's got plenty of options. I know he's just, uh, he's just, you know, giving me shit with this, but um, I would have to imagine he's going to roll out uh, Lamar Jackson uh, he'll go with probably Kenyon Drake still, but he does have Chase Edmonds. There's a quick question for you right there, Chris. If you had to start one of these guys, would you fire up Drake or Edmonds? I think you got to go Edmonds, man. I think Edmonds is, wow. the, is, is the play this week. I know it's wild, right? Uh, yeah, I just don't think you can trust Drake. You know, he's he's the he's the, he's worse than Joe Mixon. I'm going to say it. He's worse than mm-hmm. Joe Mixon. He, mm-hmm. you, draft, you draft him for production, and this guy is literally putting your heart and putting it in a blender. That's what he's mm-hmm. doing to you. You can't start this guy. It has been tough. He's also got double bears, Montgomery and Allen Robinson. He'll go with Kenny Galladay there. DK on a bye, which is great news for me. He's got Deontay Johnson, who should be playing this weekend, um, although he's been banged up with a concussion a couple weeks ago and now a back injury, and LaVisca Chenault as well. So Curly will be ready to go, but uh, I do appreciate the, um, you know, him him, him, uh, throwing it out there for me. So I'm two and three. He's one and four. Both of us dramatically uh, need to get W's here. So we'll see what we can do. All right, let's move on here. Hawk Dolliday and D Stancato. Hawk Dolliday three and two, D Stancato two and three. For hockey's got your boy, Josh Allen. Clyde edwards Hilaire, all of a sudden, not an automatic. We'll get back to him in just a second. He's got James Robinson, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, Eric Ebron, Ronald Jones, and Aaron Rodgers in the super flex. Let's go right to Clyde edwards Hilaire, of course. <laughs> Look, man, Le'Veon Bell goes into Kansas City. It's going to be fantastic for NFL purposes, for fantasy purposes. This is quite a headache, man. Um, who would you rather have? Now, in Dynasty, clearly it's CEH. In redraft, who would you rather have rest of season right now, CEH or Le'Veon Bell? Okay. I still think CEH is the guy over there. I don't actually th- – I mean, look, Lev Bell will get some work. They don't you know, pick up a guy like Lev Bell to not use him. I don't think Lev Bell is still the, like, all right, I've been thinking about what you've been saying a lot and you kept saying it was environment. You love the player. I, I'm starting to think it was environment and the player. Like, I don't know that Lev is still Lev that we know and love. He's had a lot of time off. So look, I mean, look again, here's the deal. He's coming on to a high powered offense. Yes. It's going to take away uh, a workload from CEH, but I still don't even think CEH is, is truly, I don't think he's coming to form to be honest. Like I, I think there's a lot left of CEH in, you know, in the rest of the season. 
And I don't think that Lev Bell is going to take into that workload. The only thing that I think will probably end up happening is Lev Bell will probably get some goal line work, which will help Lev Bell owners who still held on to him after, uh, after he got cut. But I don't think between the 20s, um, he's going to take up much of CEH's workload. So you still at least have him for two more weeks. He has to get cleared. He has to go through the uh, COVID protocols. He's not slated to start until week eight. But I think that is the week they're playing the Jets. So that'll be fun to watch. That'll be like a freaking primetime game. <laughs> right. And and you got to imagine that obviously Lev's going to be motivated in that game, but they might Hell yeah. know, work extra hard to get him busy. Also, they do have a the Chiefs have a bye week in week 10. So he's not eligible this week. He could be ready to go for Denver. It has the Jets coming up in week eight. Then he's got Carolina, who's been run on by everybody. So he should definitely have the rust knocked off. They have a bye in week 10 to really get everything cleared up. And then down the stretch, he has a great uh, – the Chiefs running game have uh, great matchups there. So he's got the Raiders, the Buccaneers, the Broncos, who have been tough. But then he's got Miami, New Orleans Saints, who have not been as tough as we thought they were going to be, and Atlanta – in the championship. So man, there's definitely a world where you can ride both of these guys the rest of the season mm-hmm. and any one of them can break a, a 50 yard touchdown mm-hmm. and B get, you know, 15 receptions in any given game there. So yeah. it is definitely kind of a bummer, but at the same time, I, I think it, uh, I think it should be just fine. All right, let's move on to the other side here. D St. rolling out with Watson, uh, Malcolm Brown, He's hurting at running backs. He put up a thing in the league uh, recently that he needs to get a running back. So here's running backs. Like, Yikes. Malcolm Brown and JD McKissick. So two borderline RB threes uh, starting for his team here. He's got Marquise Brown, Robert Woods, Evan Ingram, Devonte Parker, and Carson Wentz. He's got Adrian Peterson on the bench, Cam Akers as well. Those are his only other running backs. He's got Melvin Gordon on the bench uh, after a DUI and he lost Saquon Barkley, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean that's what happens when you're, you know, I don't. <laughs> you got hit with the, you got hit with an injury, and then he hit, got hit with the guy who got freaking caught with the DUI. I mean that's that's just a tough break there. So unfortunately, um, yeah, I can I can feel the pain. Uh, all right, I like his situation um, for the most part. I would probably move Marquise Brown out for Jamison Crowder. Mm. That'd be that would be that would be my only switch, and I might. Depending on Adrian Peterson, I might start Adrian Peterson um, in replace of one of his running backs. That's probably mm. what I would do. Yeah. I like that call. Crowder, I can deal with. He's actually the wide receiver three in points per game so far in the NFL, which is insane. Saying. Of course, yeah, yeah. he played like, one gotta, less game, but still. Yeah. Um, Jarvis Landry, he's, he's got as automatic. well there. So he's got some decent bench ideas there. He's got Derek Carr uh, on by, so he's throwing out Carson Wentz, who I'm just – not about especially against Baltimore there. So he's just got a rough week this week in general with matchups and uh and, and eligible players. All right, let's move on to Paul and Nosa for you. Paul is three and two. Uh Amari Cooper Cup is a team name. Love that. And uh Nosa for you, two and three. Let's start with Amari Cooper Cup here. Patrick Mahomes, James Connor, Devonta Freeman, Juju Schmidt Schuster, Robbie Anderson, Hayden Hurst, Chris Godwin, who may or may not play and big Ben in the super flex. Yeah. Good team. I mean, all around, very solid. Robbie Anderson coming out of the woodworks, just absolutely blowing the lead down easily. The number one for Carolina. Yeah. So far. I mean, there's no, there's no question. He's the guy. So, um, you know, he's getting the target work, the the, the target work. And, you know, outside of DJ Moore's one sort of like, you know, breakout run last game, he was kind of quiet. So, 
so yeah, Robbie Anderson's the guy. Um, Chris Godwin, hopefully, you know, he's just someone who needs to stay healthy and then get back on track. He's going to help that entire team. Uh, hopefully, he can get that job done. So no, I, I like I like the team he has. There's nobody in his uh, bench spots that I would uh, that I would move out for. So Bruce Arian said that Chris Godwin should return from his hamstring injuries missed the last couple of weeks. They're playing Green Bay this week, man, and I know it's early. But this kind, I mean, for the Buccaneers, at least it feels like, you know, Green Bay's undefeated. The Bucs are three and two. Mm -hmm. It feels like this is a must win for the Buccaneers, at least in the NFC. And at least as it goes, you know, for uh, potential seeding later on, um, this is a huge game already in the season and uh, they need to have their best players out there. Absolutely. And if nothing else, the decoy thing is not a good idea, but if Chris Godwin is healthy enough to at least run a few routes and get a few targets and just catch three or four passes to mix up the defensive, uh, you know, uh, calls and, and get Brady moving the dam, I think it's a, I think it's a worthwhile move there for the Buccaneers. So, and he's just, he's one of the best receivers in the league. So it'd be great to get him back clearly. All right, let's move on to Nissa for you rolling out Joe Burrow rough week against the uh, Ravens last week gets the Colts this week who are actually worse uh or i should say better against quarterbacks they're actually the number one team against uh quarterbacks there for joe burrow so tough couple weeks let's go with mark ingram mike davis for at least another week here against the bears revenge game for him they cut him last week he ends up with uh carolina and the rest is history there new copkins t higgins travis kelsey Nikhil harry and philip rivers yeah another great team here i like i like it uh <clears throat> it's interesting because i all right, so I'm just kind of looking through it here. He's got Mark Ingram playing over J.K. Dobbins. Um, I don't know what back you want to trust. I mean, you can flip a coin and maybe you'll get eight points. Who knows? So I guess he's, you know, he's feeling confident with with Ingram, which is which makes sense. Um, the only, the, I think maybe the only move I would make here, and it's only for this week, is I'd probably start Miko Hardman over Nikhil Harry. Alex like on it. our, yeah, Alex on our podcast actually has Miko as his start of the week and he kind of breaks that down Sammy. And the reason is really because Sammy Watkins is likely not going to play this week. And so that sort of second wide receiver cuff is likely going to end up being McCole Hardman outside of, you know, uh, Hill and Kelsey. So Hardman might get that work. He, you know, he has the tendency to sneak behind defenses and just be wide open in the end zone. And no one knows he's there except for Patrick Mahomes. So that could possibly happen. And, you know, you might squeak out a good 10 to, you know, 12, 15 points in your flex spot, which is you know exactly what you want to have from your flex position. So um, yeah, no, and it's actually pretty funny when we talked about the, uh, we talked about the breakdown of Miko Hardman, we actually used the Nikhil Harry uh, flex um, <laughs> position for, for teams. So it's just funny that this is exactly the breakdown that we're talking about here. So um, well, yeah. Great. I, uh, yeah. Other than that, I say it looks good. Make sure you go tune into the commission FFP podcast to grab some of that knowledge there. I think that's a great insight there from Alex. Also, Another name on his bench, I mean, Christian Kirk going up against Dallas on Monday night, True. I think might not be a bad idea. He is rolling with Nuke, um, so he's got a couple different handcuffs on here. Uh, but mm-hmm. as far as Nikhil Harry goes against Denver, um, you know, Cam Newton is coming back this week, but is he going to be fresh? And uh, Sammy Watkins should be out maybe a couple of weeks. So I think um, Hardman is a good spot to start there. So great calls. All right, let's move on to – Lucas and Drew Reb. This is a big one here. Lucas is four and one. Drew Reb two and three. Lucas is rolling out Andy Dalton. I love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, Alexander Madison. Love it. Nice pickups there for him. Rolling uh, bench guys last week, and now they're starters. Looking real good. Derek Henry, 
DJ Moore, Julian Edelman, Mark Andrews, CD Lamb, and Teddy B. Yeah, it looks awesome. I like I like the uh, I like the lineup. Um, dude, love CD Lamb right now. My goodness, that guy is he's falling. He is looking great. I don't. It's funny we talked about this on the pod, the Stars and Sits pod, the one that we just launched on the commission side. Um, we did talk about Andy Dalton. Did I still see him as a as a low end QB one right now? Like outside of Dak Prescott, who is having an otherworldly record breaking season. Nothing on that team has changed, and they're still likely going to be playing from behind and catch up, which means they're going to be throwing the ball a shit ton still. So I don't expect the passing volume to change all that much. It's just whether or not how efficient uh, the passing work becomes with Andy Dalton in place. Now, he is – let's see here. He does have Drew Locke coming back against New England uh, or Teddy Bridgewater against the Bears. I think they're both tough matchups. He is a Broncos fan. Do you think uh, New England's going to be able to uh, beat up on Drew Locke? I do, actually, yeah. I don't see – I mean, the way that they played the Chiefs – it was funny. We talked about this a few weeks ago, and I mentioned that I didn't feel that confident with the Patriots. I think I'm changing my tune right now. They actually look a lot better, and they're playing a lot better than they actually looked at the beginning of the season and minus the players that they lost. So it was kind of like – it's like a weird – situation where like it's like uh less is more in a sense or like you know positive or or gains by subtraction whatever that saying is the pats look good on defense so i think you gotta play play the pats defense and then don't play who you would play against the pats defense normally just because they're, they're actually looking like a, like a solid team right now yep i think that's good what's a what's going on with locally with gilmore is he ready to go and play i know he had a covid yeah. situation yeah, he seems to be good to go. He was back at practice. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he should be locked and loaded for this week. All right, so the Patriots are the Patriots. Okay, let's move on here to the other side. Drew Reb rolling out Kirk Cousins. He's got Josh Jacobs still in the lineup and uh, Hunter Henry as well. Both teams on bye. Let's fix that for him. He's got David Johnson, DJ Chark, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and Jonathan Taylor. So we need a running back and a flex to me, it's uh, an easy call. He has to put in carry on Johnson, which is not sexy, but that's his only other running back unless he picks up somebody off waivers. Not much available in this league, but he's got John Brown or Justin Jefferson at his other flex. Hmm. Yeah, this is this is tricky. Um, I probably start Justin Jefferson. I mean, he's, you know, he's, uh, I don't know, arguably the number one at the moment on that team. I mean, obviously not Adam Thielen's still the number one, but he's pulling uh, targets like he is um, didn't have the best week last week, but he is up against Atlanta. So I think that's why you have to start him this week. And he's got a uh, stack with uh, Kirk cousins there too against Atlanta. I like that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's more of a matchup. Like I love, I love Stefan Diggs. Um, he's kind of hard to sit as well. I don't know, man, this mm-hmm. is, this is tricky for him. If anything, dude, dare I say sit DJ Chark. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. Cause <laughs> you know, he's, he's been like, a little bit beat. He's been a little bit beat up as well. And exactly. And uh, Drew Reb's going to need to grab a tight end as well uh, off the mm-hmm. waiver. So he's obviously got a little bit of a makeover to do for the roster there, but uh, he'll get it done. Yep. All right. Next up, we got hide and Zeke four and one Brady for Prez two and three hide and Zeke rolling out Stafford off by Zeke Elliott. Of course, Naheem Hines, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Higby, Julio Jones, assuming he plays and Nick Foles. He's got Russell Wilson on the bench with the bye. He also picked up Chase Claypool, and he's got um, Le'Veon Bell here, so he's going to have to wait a week on that, but that was a great score for him with Kansas City. Yeah, uh, and I love his team this week. I think he's going to roll. Uh, I know he's kind of down in the, the projections, but 
I think he's going to score higher than, than the 122 suggests right now. I like it. I think uh, Zeke, Zeke Elliott could have uh, 35 touches here in this game this first week. We'll <laughs> yeah. see what happens. Exactly. Right, let's move on to the other side. Brady for Perez. Two and three. We got Kyler Murray, Daryl Henderson, Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, <clears throat> Darius Slayton, who should play, had a kind of a concussion uh, scare, but he has cleared the protocol there. George Kittle, Antonio Gibson, and Garner Minshew. Yeah, what is interesting about this is he's got Zach Ertz on the bench. Uh, he's obviously got Dalvin Cook hurt, so we can't do much there. But he also has Debo Samuel on the bench. I guess my question to you, Sky, is what's going on with your boy Jimmy G? He's also hurting Kittle. Jimmy's terrible, and I've, I've been telling you that for two years. Uh, he's also got Damian Harris, which is interesting there for the Bucks or mm-hmm. uh, for the Patriots, excuse me. Um, look, for fantasy-wise, uh, Kyler Murray is a must-start every week, mm-hmm. and I would absolutely take Garner Minshew against the – uh, Lions this week over Jimmy G. First of all, Jimmy G is not healthy. Secondly, I don't think he's very good. And he straight up got benched last week. Like, don't don't read any uh, article that said he was too injured and made mistakes and therefore got pulled. He was fucking bad. He got his ass kicked against the Dolphins, and he just wasn't able to handle it. So unfortunately, now look, I mean, I've been tongue-in-cheek about my boy Nick Mullins for two years too. That's clearly not the answer. Our third option, C.J. Beathard, has come in often lately. He actually came in in relief instead of Nick Mullins last week. He's not the case. So, look, man, I think the Niners, like Shanahan is just too good of a coach. He's kept the team together. If we have an, a you know, 70% quarterback that doesn't fucking throw picks, our running game, our defense, and uh, enough work, I think, will be done to get enough wins to be a competitor. But I would not be shocked, and I hope, honestly, as a local, just a fan, I hope that Jimmy is out of San Francisco and we bring somebody else in, whether it be a rookie quarterback or bringing another veteran on over free agency, whatever. Uh, Jimmy's just not the answer, and I know that's not popular in general. Certainly not among 49ers. Everybody fucking loves him. But I've been saying for two years, man, I don't trust him. Um, being the one to put us over the edge, should have won the Super Bowl last year, but he didn't nonetheless. Um, I'm not excited about it. And frankly, George Kittle is going to be fine moving around. But the reality is if nobody else is able to get the ball around the field to get Debo Samuel, Brandon, Ayuk, whatever, um, George Kittle is like Zach Ertz where people just double, triple team him in the box. And yeah. even as good as, as George Kittle is, he's not gonna be able to get away from that. And frankly, the Rams on Sunday night football, first of all, the Rams have been absolutely crushing and they have been the number one defense against wide receivers in fantasy football. So they're already locked down on the side, Jalen Ramsey. And then in the middle, again, you can focus on George Kittle there too. So I'm worried about it, man. And I'm not confident that the Niners are even going to beat them on Sunday night football, unfortunately. No, I hear you, dude. Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm looking at this team here. And it's like, he's got Zach Ertz on the bench. He's obviously not playing like Zach Ertz, but then again, you have George Kittle playing and you know, the quarterback situation scares me. My head, I'm kind of like, man, I probably start moving some of these players around. Like I, I don't know. I, I'd have to look at it, but I might, you know, I might even consider packaging Kittle as a name to someone else that might need a, a tight end for, you know, some help maybe in running back positions or, you know, wide receiver positions. Um, you just, I don't know. You just, you just have Zach Ertz and Kittle. They're both underperforming, but there's still the potential that they could break out at some point. And, uh, you know, if, if one's going to be on the bench for the year, it's like, you know, yeah, you got to move him. You got you to do yeah. something there. I hear that, you know, but honestly, I mean, last, last week was just, was just garbage. Um, mm-hmm. Kittle was hurt before that. I mean, Kittle was 15 for 15 
for 183 and a touchdown two weeks ago. He's going to be just fine. I would not, I mean, unless you can bulk him up, I wouldn't move him. What I can just hope for, and it won't happen this week, most likely against the Ravens. But if Zacherts accidentally catches a touchdown, he goes three for 35 and a touch. That's going to look good in the tight end world. And mm-hmm. I would try to move him immediately. Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah. But he's also got, you know, he's got Debo. He's got uh, Dalvin Cook. He's got Mike Williams, who I think is going to do much better with uh, with um, Justin Herbert. And he's got Damian Harris as well. So, I mm-hmm. mean, he's got the moves. I think it's just a matter of, you know, his team, his team clicking here. But look, he's done okay. He's lost a couple qu- uh, close ones, but um, I think he should be fine moving forward. All right, man, yep. let's wrap it up with your squad and your matchup and we'll get you out of here. So you are three and two. Pelkey is two and three. Let's go with Pelkey first. Going with Fitzpatrick, Aaron Jones, Devin Singletary, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, Rob Gronkowski, Jerry Judy, and Daniel Jones. Yeah, good squad. And, and just to note, he does have Darren Waller and Alvin Kamara on a bye this week. So I'm Ooh, very dodged for- bullets there. Very fortunate. Um, he's still projected more than me at the moment, but uh, but at the you know with those two guys on the bench, I definitely have a fighting shot. So yeah, good squad. That's interesting. You have a interesting bench as well. Let's jump to your side, man. Matt Ryan, Miles Sanders, Philip Lindsay filling in for uh, Melvin Gordon again, who most likely will miss this game due to a DUI earlier this week. AJ Brown coming back with the force. Will Fuller has looked good so far. TJ Hawkinson coming off a bye. Cole Beasley, love the play. He's been a consistent uh, contributor to your lineup this year. I love that. And uh, your boy TB12 as well. I see my boy James White on the bench. Yeah. Chris Carson on by Mike Thomas has uh, Mike, who? Mike Thomas. Who? <laughs> yeah. Michael Thomas. Um, one of your late round sleepers, unfortunately has not been able to <laughs> contribute to your team yet. Uh, and you got a couple other guys too. So um, man, it's going to be tight here for you, but uh, mm-hmm. I do like, you know, Matt Ryan is just not Matt Ryan without Julio Jones. If he doesn't play again, I am worried about him even against mm-hmm. Minnesota. It was a plus matchup earlier in the year, but they've actually been great in the secondary there. Um, Miles Sanders, 74 yard touchdown and six yards total after that last week, save, save the day him against the Ravens is uh, terrifying to me. If he doesn't get 15 catches, Philip Lindsay, right. we just don't know, but you just mentioned, uh, you know, it's tough to start anybody against new England, especially running the ball, AJ Brown, Will Fuller, um, mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson, Cole Beasley, the rest of your squad. I like a lot, but I'm a little bit concerned about your running backs and your quarterback this week. And, uh, even Brady, um, I mean, Brady's Brady, but even him against uh, the Packers, who have been very good this year, um, it's it's yep. at home, which is good news. But uh, any uh, any worries on your side about this? Yes, I have nothing but worries. I'm anxious to the max. I can't <laughs> I can't stand looking at my team right now. It's really, dude. What is worrying when you're uh, you're ahead? You're like you know your win loss percentage. You're in the positive, right? So we're three and two. But I have more points against me than points for on the Oof. season. So. My team is not putting up points, and it's, and it's really – honestly, dude, it's really because my, my quarterbacks are not producing right now. Matt Ryan and Tom Brady are absolutely killing me on my team. Uh, they're not movable at the moment just because, like, they are Matt Ryan and Tom Brady, hoping that they figure it out because they're veterans and they fig, you know they get some, some momentum going. Um, but, yeah, no, that, that's a huge concern. So I can't, I can't look at them and pretend like I'm very confident in what they're about to face. The best part about this is that Minnesota's defense, I think, is fifth in the league against uh, – sorry – fifth in the league in the most yards against for defense. So they're not as solid as they once were or the Minnesota defense that we're sort of used to. And then, you know, I'm just hoping that the Tom Brady game becomes a shootout. So, um, 
you know, the Chris Godwin there, it's, you know, you just got to hope that it turns out the way it, uh, it looks. On the flip side, um, yeah, Miles Sanders, I mean, look, he's up against a tough defense. I can't, I can't change that, and, and Philly's been playing like shit, so can't change that either. Philip Lindsay, yes. I mean, the, the start here is just because simply he's really the, the sole talent on that team right now. Uh, maybe outside of Noah Fant and Jerry Judy. So, uh, you know, as far as backfield goes, he, uh, to me, is a must-start. So here's the reason why we're sitting the James White play. Um, and I actually talked about this. He's, James White is actually my sit of the week. Denver mm. is actually surprisingly very good against pass uh, pass catchers out of the backfield. So mm-hmm. running backs out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've only let up. I don't have the stats in front of me. You'd have to go back to, the, to our episode. But they, it's, they're very good. Let's just say that. they're very good against against pass catchers out of the backfield. And that's James White's role, right? So right now, the Patriots offense, Rex Burkhead gets the goal line carries. He gets a lot of the red zone work. Damian Harris will take over the 20 to 20s, right? So he's going to fill in that Sony Michelle role, which kind of makes James White the third man out. And I don't see how he's going to end up being a focal point in that offense with Cam Newton back. So just one of those scenarios where I think James White gets short end of the stick this week against Denver. Yeah, that's a great breakdown, man. And it's tough because it's hard to, to bench James White any time, but uh, we don't know yeah. how, how, you know, Cam's going to fit back in. Damian Harris is now a factor. And, of course, Rex Burkhead over the years, both of them don't really coexist. When James White is out, Rex Burkhead crushes. When Rex Burkhead is out, James White crushes. They're both right. pretty average otherwise. So I think that's a good uh, a good analytical balance. All right, man. Well, that's the veteran side of things. Uh, you were trying to get the W to get to four and two. I'm trying to get to 500 at three and three. Wishing you the best, of course. Before you sign off, my man, please, once again, let everybody know where they can find your content. Yes, absolutely, man. Of course, I appreciate everybody listening that uh, you know, is part of the TCK family. Go check us out over at the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. We will be up actually on Stitcher and a couple of other different platforms very Great. soon amazon amazon podcast as well so we're getting that underway but yeah go find us on the notable platforms and obviously go check us out on our website www.thecommissionbrand.com go go subscribe to get yourself a newsletter it comes out every tuesday uh, and also go follow us on social media at the commission ffp instagram twitter and tiktok awesome man so good to have you back brother appreciate it and thanks for making some time here for you today i know it's midday for you it's early earlier for me with you being on the east coast but i hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your afternoon and hey man have an excellent excellent weekend very excited uh to hear about you and um stoked for you and the boys man always a big love to the commission ffp and it's been a pleasure chris thanks so much appreciate broski all right good luck everyone bye take care brother all right joe you know where you can find the tck pod as well tck pod Dot com for our rankings and our articles online. You can also, of course, please find us on social media if you have not. That's fantasy football underscore TCK pod and TCK pod, uh, or excuse me, TCK underscore pod on Twitter. Apologies. And uh, make sure to leave a rate and review wherever you're listening to your podcast as well. All right, Chris has dropped off. So we're going to get rolling here into the rookie division. Break it down right away here. So Megatron and Dweez had a big matchup this week. Dweez gets the W, goes to three and two. Megatron falls to two and three, 129 to 101. J-Care paces the crew once again, four and one over Wagon, who is two and three. J-Care 111, Wagon 102. This one was really tough. Josh, who is the commish representative in the TCK pod rookie league, Suffered his first loss very, very close this week to Team Funk, 
125.6 to 125.2. Josh suffered his first loss this week by 0.4 points. So less than a half of a point here. Big one for Team Funk goes to three and two. Josh moves to four and one. On the other side, Mamba gets off the schneid there. First W for Mamba forever. One and four. The first one is the hardest. Team Shep yet to have a W in this league. 0-5, Mamba gets a 138-66 to 66 victory there. So a couple injuries for Shep hopefully can turn his team around, but that's been rough so far. All right, Team Ulysses brings down Sack Attack this week, 128-109, to 3-2 for Ulysses and 109 for Sack Attack, and he is 2-3. and three. Then we get into Wolfpack. And Weston, Weston suffers his second loss, started three and two now, or excuse me, started three and oh, now three and two, but he gets Devontae Adams back, which obviously is a plus. And then Wolfpack moves up to three and two, 149, 126. The current standings in the rookie division of the DCK Pod Listener League, we got Josh and Jay Care up at four and one, Weston, Wolfpack, Dweeznuts, Ulysses, and Team Funk. All three and two, Megatron, Wagon, Sack Attack, two and three, Mamba Forever, one and four, and Shep at the bottom at O and five. Let's move into the week six matchups here. Now we've got uh, a big one with Ulysses and Dweez Nuts, the TCK pod representative in this league. Both teams are three and two, looking to get obviously uh, a comfortable place in uh second there at four and two the other one's going to be in the middle of the pack we'll start with ulysses here he's got carson wentz he's got miles gaskins at dalvin cook in right now he's working out his waivers to make sure he can get another viable running back in he's got will fuller jameson crowder evan ingram golden tate kurt cousins he does have baker mayfield he also has aaron Rodgers on the bench he's got Devonte adams on the bench as well kenny galladay and those are going to get flipped in, I'm sure. Uh, Leonard Fournette is his only other running back. I believe he will probably play him for Dalvin Cook, but it looks like he's trying to make some deals to see if he can get some better options in there. But I got to imagine he's going to flip in a couple of those other guys. On the other side, Dwee's rolling out with Kyler Murray, James Robinson, Melvin Gordon, who again seems he's not out yet, but I'm not sure that he's going to play with uh, his DOI. Um, however, he has not been marked out yet as of this podcast. If he is active, he might be limited uh, in general just to you know prove a point because that was a dumbass move. And uh, Philip Lindsay looks like he is healthy to return. Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley, or excuse me, Calvin Ridley. I apologize. Travis Kelsey, uh, Darius Slayton, and Devonta Freeman. Sometimes there's just too many of these names for me to wrap in my brain glitches. I apologize for that. So again, Darius Slayton should be ready to go after a uh, concussion scare. Travis Kelsey, automatic Cooper cup, automatic James Robinson, automatic at this point. And I love the Justin Jefferson play there. Uh, he's been great for Minnesota. Let's go down the list here. We have the next matchup between Wolfpack and wagon for Wolfpack, Lamar Jackson, Kareem hunt, Mike Davis, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, Robert Tanyan coming off of bye. Raheem Mostert looked great last week in his first week back after a couple. And Jared Goff. I like Jared Goff a lot with Lamar Jackson. That's a great uh, two quarterback in a super flex league options there. 
he does have Robbie Anderson on the bench, but I would go with Mike Evans and Odell Beckham as well as his wide receivers. And hopefully Robert Tanyan can uh, stay consistent. He has caught a touchdown on 2.8 targets, every 2.8 targets, which is insane, but uh, obviously quite efficient on the other side wagon two and three here go with Matt Ryan, Joe Mixon, and let's see here. Adrian Peterson, Marquise Brown, LaVisca Chenault, Zach Ertz, and Devontae Parker with Josh Allen as a super flex. So really solid team here. Adrian Peterson, obviously not ideal, but, you know, bye weeks hit you. He's basically got Kareem Hunt as his other running back option. Um, Mike Williams, who I think is borderline in every week start, especially as a second flex nowadays, but he's on a bye. He's got Josh Jacobs also on a bye. Um, so he's playing his best squad and looks like it is doing well there. All right, next up, we have the commish representative and Weston. So Josh going up against Weston here, four and one, and Weston is three and two. For Josh's team, he's got Ryan Tannehill, James Conner, Jonathan Taylor, Robert Woods, Jarvis Landry, Hayden Hurst, Brandon uh, Cooks, and Keenan Allen. Uh, he's got Justin Herbert, Alvin Kamara, Justin Jackson, and Keenan Allen all on the bye there. And excuse me, that was Kyle Allen, not Keenan Allen. He has both. I uh, got a little confused there. Really solid squad, uh, squad for Josh, even with Alvin Kamara and Justin Herbert on the bench with Keenan Allen. He has uh, plenty of backups. So really, really solid squad for Josh and a great depth there. On the other side for Weston, he's rolling Nick Foles, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, David Montgomery, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, uh, Tyler Higby, Daryl Henderson, and Michael Gallup. He's got Russell Wilson, Latavius Murray, DK Metcalf on the bench. Does have Chase Claypool, who I might substitute in. I would put him in over Daryl Henderson personally. Uh, I just think the 49ers are going to do a, a good job shutting down the run at least for that. So I would go with Chase Claypool and hope for some big plays because uh, looks like Weston's going to have to kind of shoot for the stars here against Josh's team. So I would definitely look for that big play move. All right, let's move down the list here. Sack attack and Mamba forever. Sack attack two and three. Mamba one and four. We'll start with sack attack. Minshew, Dobbins, Evans. So two backup running backs there. New Hopkins, Chris Godwin, Logan Thomas, DJ Moore, and Matt Stafford. Also sitting James White, sitting David Johnson as well. And he does have A.J. Brown on the bench, so I assume he's going to eventually put him in there. Um, but where would he fit him in? I would put him in uh, potentially over D.J. Moore against the Bears, personally. I feel good about that. But running out the streaming quarterback with Minshew and Stafford and then also going with two backup running backs with Dobbins and Edmonds, uh, I think they both get opportunity, especially Evans. But a um, little bit concerned uh, there overall about that squad. Mamba Forever trying to get back-to-back -back wins here after going 0-4. He's going with Watson, David Johnson, um, Derek Henry, Deontay Johnson, Allen Robinson, Jonu Smith, Cole Beasley, and 
Teddy Bridgewater. He's got Andy Dalton on the bench. I like that play there. Miles Sanders on the bench as well. Terry McLaurin, Julian Edelman. He's got a lot of good players here. It's just about the matchups. I think I would go with uh, Julian Edelman over Cole Beasley. I would also go with Andy Dalton against Arizona over Teddy Bridgewater uh, this week. But um, solid squad. A lot of these, you know, these guys are playing a lot of uh, different matchup games. So it'll be interesting to see how they pan out there. All right, let's move on to Jay Care and Shep. Jay Care is four and one. Shep, zero oh and five. This one is already very lopsided. Start with Jay Care. Going with Tom Brady, Zeke Elliott, Aaron Jones, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Boyd, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Ronald Jones. He's also got some nice bench options there. But uh, Henry Ruggs, Emmanuel Sanders on a bye. He's got Joe Burrow and Drew Locke as well. Really solid squad here for Jay Care. Obviously, it's done well this year. Um, I like uh, Ronald Jones against the Packers, even though Leonard Fournette should be back potentially this week. Um, but I do like him a lot. And obviously, Zeke Elliott and Aaron Jones, two of the best running backs of fantasy football currently. Move over to the other side with uh, Team Shep looking to get his first win of the year. Jimmy Garoppolo, assuming he plays. He's got uh, Todd Gurley, Antonio Gibson, uh, Khalif Raymond for the uh, Titans, Russell Gage, and um, Jonu Smith and Daniel Jones. He's also got Le'Veon Bell, so he's got to wait that one out. He's got Deshaun Jackson. He's got to wait that one out. I think he will play this week potentially, but he's got Baltimore. I'm not crazy about that. He's got TJ Hawkinson that he can flip in for um, Darren Waller on by. And he's also got Michael Thomas, who, again, has not uh, played yet since week one. So Shep just really needs to overcome some injuries and some buys, and hopefully he can get back in the swing of things. Last up, last matchup here, we've got Megatron versus Team Funk. Megatron two and three, Team Funk three and two. We've got Patrick Mahomes, Mark Ingram, um, John Brown, Julio Jones, Noah Fant. He should be able to play as well. DJ Chark might get cleared too, but and uh, Big Ben. So quite a bit of injuries on this team as well. Now, Philip Lindsay just got picked up there for the second running back position. I'm sure she'll put him in there. Good squad though overall. Tyler Lockett on by Chris Carson on by. So you got to do what you can do. But I like Big Ben. Of course, love uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mark, uh, Mark Ingram, John Brown, Julio Jones, <laughs> Noah Fant, and DJ Chark are great options when healthy, but I'm a little bit concerned. All those guys questionable. Uh, Mark Ingram is fine, but going up against a stout Philadelphia defense and has the other two running backs there, and then the other guys are all questionable. So we'll see what happens for Megatron, but uh, kind of a, a, a tough week there to uh, be certain about your team. Finally, Team Funk here, 3-2 uh, and two with a big win over Josh last week. It's got Fitzpatrick, Alexander Madison, great scoop there. Kenyon Drake, he's going with the uh, triple stack once again of the Cowboys, which has been great so far this season, but we'll see what happens with Andy Dalton. He's got CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Dalton Schultz. He's got Adam Thielen and Debo Samuel as well. Drew Brees on a bye this week. The rest of his squad um, is uh, is the best he can do here. So solid squad here. I like the Madison fill-in, obviously. Uh, that fills a great gap for um, Dalvin Cook. And I love the uh, triple stack for the Cowboys. It's just a matter of uh, are they going to throw as much or feed Zeke? And if they do, can, uh, can Andy Dalton be 80% of Dak Prescott? That's really all we can hope for. But before Dak Prescott got the injury and out for the season, he had three consecutive games of 450 passing yards. That's an NFL record. 
and uh, was on pace to set many records uh, this season there before that tragic injury. So wishing Dak the best, of course. All right, Joe, that wraps up the TCK pod listener league uh, veteran and rookie division there. I just got word uh, while it was coming through here that the Patriots have canceled practice. Um, so again, stay on your toes. Don't make any, we can't make any decisions until Sunday, Monday. Anyway, without Thursday night football yesterday, looks like we have a fresh roster for everybody. So stay on your toes, continue to check your roster, check it Saturday night, set it as what you think it's going to be, but make sure you check it Sunday morning. If you're leaving town or you've got plans for the early games or whatever, spend 15 minutes in your morning, carve it out somehow, wake up early if you got to whatever, and make sure that you're checking the lineups because uh, there's a lot of information that we need to get last minute with all these injuries uh, and COVID situations as well. So be careful with that. All right, everybody, we're signing off here. TCK pod recap of week five preview of week six with the rookies and the veterans. I will be around this Sunday. Uh, last week I was out of town. It was uh the Mrs. Birthday. So we left town and had a great weekend. We had a lot of fun. So I'm glad that we got to do that. Um, but apologize for, uh, you know, not being available there for you. I will be around this week. Join me one hour before kickoff. Um, I will be joining on Instagram live. That's fantasy football underscore TCK pod fantasy football underscore TCK pod. You can check us out live one hour before kickoff. I'll be doing about 20 minutes of last minute start sits. So please join there with any questions. Come premeditated, please, uh, so you can just fire them at me and I can crank them out. Also, feel free to send them to me early on so that I can pre- uh, prepare for them with a little more thought uh, on that. You can also find us on Twitter, TCK underscore pod. Of course, leave a rate and review. Please uh, give us a five-star review and any comments you would like, uh, you know, positive or negative. That's fine. Uh, I have tough feelings, um, and I would like to hear your honest feedback for the podcast. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, please leave a rate and review. Tell a friend, please. I would much appreciate it. Also, find our rankings and articles at tckpod.com. Shouts out to our boy Chris Benavides, of course, every single time with the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. Love those boys. Sign up for their email list. Sign up for their playbook. Make sure you please uh, also go and follow them and leave a rate and review on their social medias at uh, the Commission FFP on Twitter, Instagram, and on um TikTok, and you can also find them um anywhere you listen to your podcast so all love to the commission crew always great to have chris and the boys on i'm scott guasco i'm your host this is episode 289 closing in on 300 if you have a suggestion of what i should do for the 300th episode please shoot me a dm let me know i've got a couple ideas but uh Pretty incredible, man. 300 episodes. Wow. A lot of fun. So hit me up. Let me know what you want to hear and I'll see if I can accommodate. Otherwise, have a wonderful weekend. Best of luck this weekend. Get those W's on your way to the TCK pod titles. And please tune in one hour before kickoff uh, on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod so I can help you with last minute start sets. For Chris Benavides and the Commish FFP crew, I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.